Hey, this is Ashley Flitter, and I just wanted to take a few minutes to kind of share some of the great experiences that I've had with Buy My Future over the last year. First of all, I have to say that part of what made me sign up in the first place was just the, the access to other people who are sort of uh, similarly focused as I am. So really thinking about personal growth and how they can take that personal growth and transform it into growth for their business or whatever project it is that they're working on. I do a lot of freelance and I'm an educator and I don't necessarily um, have a product or anything that I'm working on personally, but the access to other people who are like-minded through the Slack channel it has been a great experience for me. Um, I've, I've come to know a lot of great people on there who have are very talented and are really contributing to the community in, in a positive way. And thank you so much to Ashley Flitter who sent that through. If you noticed, that was not my voice. Obviously, I have this deep baritone manly voice. Um, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, thank you to Ashley for, number one, being a Buy My Future buyer, but also just for her words and her thoughts because sometimes I forget as the person who created this project or maybe not forget, but I focus on the products. I focus on the stuff. And when you're selling anything, you really have to focus on the why, not necessarily the what. And the what would be the products. And the why is exactly what Ashley talked about, which is that personal growth, which is the access to like-minded people, which is the ability to maybe even have something that is a little bit intangible or that you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. And those are the selling points. I mean, those are the things that I've tried to really highlight as much as possible. But it, it can be tough when you're close to a project, when you're close to all of the things that go along with it, all the time you've spent on it to separate yourself from that time and that investment and to take a step back and to really look and say, well, what is someone else going to get out of this? Or what is the thing that's going to really get someone to buy this? Because it may not be the products for some people. It may be some of the stuff that Ashley said. You know, people want the personal growth or they want a motivator in their corner like myself or like other people in the community. Or they just want something kind of crazy to give them a little bit of a spark like I mentioned in the last episode you need something that just kind of gets you over the hump to take the next step in whatever it is that you're doing. And I just wanted to point out a couple things that I've tried to highlight, but I wanted to make them clear in this podcast is that I really want to help the Buy My Future audience do three things that I'm really focused on, which is to help them sell their stuff, whatever their products or services or things that they do are, to help them create more stuff. So someone like Ashley, who wants to get into creating products or creating other things, but hasn't really dabbled in it yet, I want to help the Ashleys of the world. I want to help them kind of create their first course or create their first book or whatever it is that they're working on. I want to be there to support them. And the third thing is to help them teach the skills that they have. And this is something that I really strongly believe is that every single person listening to this podcast, every single person out there in the world has a skill to teach that is unique to them. And I really hope that By My Future can help unearth that. And if anything, spending any amount of money to help figure that out is an amazing investment. It really is. It's, it's a fantastic thing that you can do. And I know that I've done it in my life a couple of times where I've purchased things or I've worked with other people or even just a book. You know, I've purchased a book and there's been something in it that has opened my mind up to something I didn't see coming. And now I have this, this awesome idea or I have this awesome thing that I'm doing. And we tend to forget that spending a couple of dollars on something, and sure, I'm talking about buying my future here, but even if you're not thinking about buying my future or you already have, 
you know, I would say to give yourself permission to buy that next thing that you think is going to help you with the caveat that you need to use it. And I really am hopeful, and I think I'm pretty aware of the fact that the majority of people who are buying my future, they're not going to use every single product, but most of them are buying my future and they're eyeing up something. And that thing may just be the community. And I, I believe that that's what we've heard in a couple of these episodes, this uh, second launch season here of the podcast, and even in the emails that I'm getting and just the feedback from the existing buyers is that the community is the thing that people want to jump in and use right away because they want the access to other people. They want the support. They want the, the brain trust, if you will. And I really, I love that. I think that's great. And I just would say, you know, to kind of put a pin in this point is that do that for yourself. Find that thing for you that you would be okay with investing in to say, I'm going to use this. I'm going to put time into this. I'm going to make it work for me and then move on from there. And where I want to go next is, believe it or not, folks, something technically went wrong. And this is with the Buy My Future purchasing um kind of like funnel, if you will, where someone buys and it buy, they buy through Gumroad, which is what I use. And then Gumroad talks to a plugin on WordPress. And then that plugin is supposed to fire off this email that hooks in the username and the password and kind of all the get started stuff. Well, something broke in there. And <laughs> this is so just apropos when it comes to launching something, especially as you get close to it. And this is why I am testing it this week because next week is the launch as of recording this episode. And of course, it's not going to go smoothly. And it's not like I thought that in the back of my mind. I was trying to be optimistic about this year. I've been through this, you know, got this all set up, did all the testing last year. There was one small change that we made this year, which was we changed the site to HTTPS, which means it has a SSL certificate, it's much more secure, and people like that, Google likes that. And so we did that with Flywheel, the, the host that we use, and it's super easy, it's actually free with Flywheel, which is awesome, I love Flywheel. But it seems to have caused a little trouble, and now we're getting close to the launch, and I'm really scratching my head going, all right, do we roll back the SSL stuff? Do we change the funnel and how it works? You know, What are we doing? So I'm working with the developer um, who has been awesome. She's really great and super helpful and has just been um, just really great at keep, kind of keeping this project on, uh, on technical task, if you will. So we're figuring out whatever solution, and it will probably not even be something that you see or uh, you know, have any knowledge of, but I just wanted to share because even this project, my second go around, having a lot of experience launching projects, something goes wrong for me, and it just will happen. And that's why you buffer in time, that's why you buffer in the ability to test things, and that's why you just don't do things last minute when it comes to launching projects, especially if you have people waiting or it's you know something you've been building up to like I have. You just have to test it multiple times, multiple ways, and just really make sure that it's as ironclad as you can possibly make it with the understanding that something will break and you'll have to figure out how to fix it. So I wanted just to bring that up because it is the truth. It is what happens. And it is just a thing that you have to understand is going to kind of come into contact with your project, which is the technical glitches. Ugh. I will let you know that my girlfriend and I went to a, a new restaurant here in town where we live. And we kind of 
enjoyed just taking a break from thinking about this and worrying about it. Not that I'm super overly concerned or anything, but it is just something that, you know, it's like one more thing to add to all of this. Um, so we did, we did step away. That's how I dealt with it because that was one thing I want to talk about too is, all right, well, how do you deal with this? I drowned my sorrows. No, we, we went to a place that was new and it was exciting and, you know, just kind of got our mind off of this thing, even though I was still thinking about a little bit, not going to not think about it, but it got my mind off of it. So that's what I wanted to uh, to kind of mention in this episode. And the last thing that's happening is that I'm getting a couple folks emailing me as we're getting closer here that are saying they're going to buy my future. They're really excited about it. They don't even have any questions. They're just letting me know that they're going to buy, which is a really awesome thing. And that just makes me, it, it just makes me feel really good because I, sometimes you just don't know, you know, especially when you're launching something, people can be really excited, but they aren't telling you. And I remember that last year when I was writing the journal, I mentioned this in an article was that you put so much time and effort into something. And when you don't get an equal amount of positive response, sometimes it can feel like people aren't excited or they aren't interested. And it's not true because a lot of times people just don't show their excitement outwardly to you. And even if they're going to buy something, they don't necessarily email you and tell you, I'm going to buy this thing. You know, they just buy it. And then that shows that they were excited. So it's one of those things where I know that folks who are launching stuff, it's hard to relate to that until you actually go through it once or twice. And I've been there now like 20 times and I still have these feelings of, uh Oh, you know, what's going to happen? What's going on? But I know that people are out there. I know they're signing up for the pre-launch list. I know that Buy My Future is going to sell. My worst case scenario, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, I'm going to be okay with that. So, you know, I think you can hear that this is these are the real thoughts that happen as we get close to the launch. And I just wanted to share them. I didn't want to hide behind this veil of everything's perfect and everything's going to launch. It's going to be just so great because I don't think that's realistic. And I, I believe that people can really learn some stuff from these little episodes, these little nuggets of information that I'm sharing to apply to their own product launches or service launches or even just starting your freelance or client service businesses. It's just going to happen. So get ready for it, deal with it, and then move on. One more thing here. I almost wrapped up, but I got one more thing is that we were doing the final review of the website and my girlfriend designed this nice area where there are testimonials that we could add. And she went through and she read them and she's like, oh, these are great. And we have four of them that we're highlighting. And she was like, do you think that we should add more? And it's interesting because I think I have probably 80 testimonials from Buy My Future buyers. And that's not a joke. Out of the 173 people, 80 people wrote back and actually wrote something that I could put on the website. And I don't know. I just felt like four was enough, you know, as I was putting it on there. And, and I get her point. I mean, she she makes a really good point that people are making a really big purchase, you know, to have other people lending their their thoughts and their advice. And maybe what I'll do is if if I don't see the sales that I think I should be seeing in the first couple of days, I can go in and add more testimonials. That's not a difficult thing to do. Um, but I feel I feel good about four. I don't know. To me, that number felt right. It didn't feel like I need to add so many more. And maybe this is a question if you're listening to this that you want to answer, either send me a tweet or send me an email. How many testimonials do you usually read before you go, okay, I trust that there are real people behind this or that I can see that people are doing it? Because for some people, I would imagine it might be one. Uh, for some people, they need more than one. You know, maybe they need more than four. And I'd be curious just to know what you guys are thinking. If you do have thoughts, if you want to share those with me, uh, that was my one last little thing that I, I I looked over my notes. I was like, oh, I forgot to talk about that. So, all right, that is it for this episode. You will hear me next Monday, the night before launch. And again, feel free to send me any questions on Twitter at Jason Does Stuff or send me an email hello at JasonDoesStuff.com. And that's it to the future, my friends. 